the Runner's Diary podcast with Brian and Damien. Oh, wait a second. The Runner's Diary podcast with Andy and Damien. News, results and interviews from the Cork running scene and beyond. Welcome to the Runner's Diary, episode 39. I'm Damien. And I'm Andy. On this week's show, we will have all the latest news, all of last week's results, upcoming fixtures. And our interview this week is with our marathon leaders. That's all to come on this week's episode of the Runner's Diary podcast. Andy, welcome back. How are Thank things? Thank you. Very good. Good to be back. Brian has gone over to see his long lost twin, Mickey Mouse. Um, so, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's not here today. You will hear yeah. from him later on, which um, the interview with our leaders that we did during the week. So you know, for those people who do listen for Brian. It's going to be myself and Andy today. So yeah. people who are listening for the first time, Andy is a two-time marathon winner. He is now officially our second most listened to podcast person with Ryan Creech, obviously. You know, we, we right, Ryan, I think, had a small part to do with that. That's more likely Ryan, not me. <laughs> yeah. And also, he is, of course, he has finished second in the Cork City Marathon over 35 last yeah. year. Um, so he's, you know, all the two there. <laughs> I, I don't know some some fella, I don't know, he's, he's a lovely fella, Nick, right here. <laughs> so welcome. Um, you're going to fill in for Brian. So the only yeah. difference between this and Brian really is, is that I will not be making old man jokes because you'll probably be making them at me this time. So, you know, we'll, uh, <laughs> we might leave that at home. So we're going to start off, as we usually do, with a bit of news. Um, and unfortunately, we start the news, uh, the news this week with some sad news um, of the passing of Colum Ryan, a member of West Waterford. Um, and I was reading up on, you know, Colum a bit as, when I saw it happened and he seems to be a young fellow who gave back an awful lot to the running community, raised loads of money for charity, paced many people to PBs. Awful sad. Um, we pass on his our condolences to his family and friends and to members of the West Waterford um, Club as well. So condolences to everybody. And we also start with a speedy recovery to Joe Murphy of Eagle AC, who is currently recovering in hospital at the moment, um, went in unexpectedly on Wednesday. So, um, Andy, you would probably got a few pictures in your time by, taken by Joe. You know, a lovely man. Yeah, so, he's a regent. Yeah, we wish him a very speedy recovery from, you know, your, yourself, myself, and of course, Brian, who, you know, made sure, I made sure that I say Brian passes it on as well. So, you know, um, Joe, best of luck and hopefully you're listening and have a very speedy recovery. I'll let you do the next one there. Go on. We, we, we see how good you are. Oh, the pressure's on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well done to Leeville and Belgooli AC, who came first and third in the national medal table. This was taken over two weekends with 161 competitions and over 2,400 contestants. Yeah, so this is I saw this myself, and this is this is from the whole of Ireland, which is you know incredible result for them. Um, well done to both of them. Belgooli really, really punched above their weight. You know, like they had an incredible um result. Compared their competitors' numbers were lower than the likes of Leeville and so on and so forth, but their medal hall was very impressive. So, well done to the two clubs and every other club involved in that as well. Um, great to see. 
there's a nice race coming up, which you know, which I think we'd have to we plug a little bit, which is the Cheetah five K run in Fort Wildlife Park, organised by Eagle AC. Uh, Andy, have you done this race before? I actually haven't. I was down there last year watching it. Um, do you know what it is? It actually always falls very close to Cork Marathon for me, just for my personal. Mm. I like to take a couple of weeks off before Marathon, but um, it's a great race. I was down there last year. The atmosphere down there. And it's just something different as well, isn't it? Just Oh, yeah. Totally different. Very unique. And I know we yeah. still, you do mention unique races, but this is a unique race. Um, there's not many races in the world you get to run around the wildlife park and have ostriches and zebras and everything running alongside you. Yeah. And so it's, it's a brilliant one. Of course, there is the 5K event, but there's also a one-mile race for juveniles between 11 and 15 years old. Now, I'm... As of this morning, I think there's only a few places left on that juvenile race. So if you are trying to, and this could be sold out by the time you hear this, but, you know, get up on that fast. Um, so great race. And of course, look, we mentioned Bween as well, but we'll, we'll have a chat with Brian about that next week because that's another race coming up as well. But with that, I think this is going to be a big enough episode, so we're not going to waste around too much time. Um, later on, we're going to go through the Cork Marathon route with myself and Andy, um, we'll break it down into kind of five mile sections for people who've never ran the course before and who would like to get a bit more knowledge on it. So, you know, that should be a bit of fun there with myself and Andy. And Andy would know quite well, obviously, as well from last year coming second in the over 35. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's you mentioned gonna, a few times. Uh, it's very, once or twice, all right? Once or twice more, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> We're going to go straight into the results, and Andy, we'll start with the parkrun results, if you want to start away with the Cork results there, so. Yeah, so in Cork, um, in Ballincollig, uh, first female home was Neva Sullivan of Unreaked in 1934, and in Yall, first male home was John Lonigan from St Finbars in 1649. Yeah, John is coming very much a regular um name out the moment so well done to john and that was a big pb for him in the park runs as well so well done um oh i just actually i got rid of limerick there so i'm gonna to have to find that in a minute but um in clare um you had Ruman bartlick in a time of 17:25 in the first men's home in lee's road and fiona curry in a time of 2109 was the first lady home yeah i'll do limerick there um in Limerick, first male home was Kevin Donahue in 1628. And first female home was, might stumble over this now, but Nuria Vizceno Estrado in 1909. Oh, he's very good, you see. Uh, in Tipperary, in Templemore, Aoife Delaghi De in a time of 1902 from Cork Track Club was the overall um, first person home as well. Uh, on that race so a brilliant race by Aoife so well done and it's great to see her back racing and in Feathertown was the fastest uh, race time recorded by anybody in Munster which was Evan Fitzgerald in a time of 15.09 that is an impressive time brilliant yeah. Um in Waterford in Tremor we had Paul Olgi was the first male home in 1727 and first female home was Gabrielle Espel in 2520. Yeah, and then finally in Kerry, in Listole, you had Daryl Cox um, of Annadale Striders in a time of 1806, which is the first lady home. 
and in Tralee you had Oisin Murray in a time of 17.23 um, with the first mail across the line. So well done to everybody who took part in the park runs. Um, Andy, you probably saw a big race during the week, which is, you know, the Peugeot series now, as it is now called, it's becoming a very, very big summer series race, the streets of Kilkenny. It was on Thursday the 6th. Um, did you see any of it? And the lads were talking about it, all right, just some serious times there. Yeah. Um, like It's crazy. And, like, I know a lad that was up for Aiden ran it last year, and, like, I don't even think the course is seriously quick. Mm. You know, it's not a super fast course, but it's, like, the times are phenomenal. Yeah, look, you put, you put good runners in amongst each other, and they'll all run. Yeah. They'll all run yeah. to a very high standard. Um, so the results of that was in the male, you had um, two course records between the male and females. You had Andrew Cosgren in a time of 14.11, in 14.11, taking the win, um, followed by uh, Mitchell Byrne in a time of 14.22. And then in third place, rounding out the podium, is Michael Harty of East Cork in 14.23. So an unbelievable close battle between second and third there. And great to see Michael, you know, performing again so well in the podium. In the ladies, you had either um, Nick, cheaper, the Irish pronunciations. I've never very good at it, Irish. Um, Don Dunlany in a time of fifteen forty eight, which was a very impressive course record. In second place, you've Lizzie Lee of Leeville in a time of sixteen nineteen, and then Cheryl Noel of in time of sixteen twenty seven. Now, that's obviously a massive team event as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it is at the moment, uh, Dundrum South, Dublin AC are leading that with 133, with Kilkenny City Harriers, 165 in second, and then very closely followed by Leeville AC um, with 168 in third place. So that's that's going to be very good watching over the next uh, few months in the summer. So, you know, a great race and well done to everybody involved in that. Andy, do you want to go through the Liscarl race? Yep, the uh, Liscarl AC Easter 5K results. Uh, it was in Donnerill Park on Saturday. So, first male home was Simon Bernard um, in a time of 17.26. And he's running with his club down here is London. Um, in second was Thomas Coyley of North Cork AC in a time of 17.35. And in third place was John Murphy from from I in eighteen fourteen. Yeah, and the ladies, more impressively, Martin yeah. Kiley finished third overall in the race in an incredible time of seventeen fifty eight eleven. Um, so there was actually an investigation went into that. I, I saw it this morning from St. Finbar's. Uh, Martina's name was under Martin Kiley up to yesterday. So even oh, when I yeah. had these results in of yesterday, it was a Martin Kiley down in third. So Martina took that um, third overall and obviously first female as well across the line with Isabel Kelleher from the Scarl AC um, in second place in a time of 1948 and Queen Walsh in it from St. Nicholas AC in a time of 2119 um, to rounding up the podium there. So well done to everybody involved in that. Now, good club member as well in the uh, John Murphy in the Grange from I. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You know, they're, they're, they're a good club though, in fairness, in that Grange from I. <laughs> a, few dodgy, a few dodgy members of the last year. 
Um, then we had an, another race at Ballybunion, had a half marathon and 10k. In the half marathon, Derek Griffin, in the time of 1.14.44, took the win, um, followed by Declan Mullan in a time of 1.27.02 in second place. So a very convincing win by Derek Griffin, who's, you know, in fairness, in, had been in great shape for the last few years. And then Aidan Price was third in a time of 1.27.15. In the ladies, Holly Brennan in a time of 1.41.30 took the win with Eva Kelleher in a time of 1.43.14, coming second. And in third was uh, right, Paula Wright in a time of 1.45.57. Um, riding on the podium, so well done to everyone. That. I'm going to let you do the 10K because I'm banned from mentioning his club on... Oh, no, I didn't even spot that. In the 10K, um, in first place was Gareth Lorden in a time of 34-33. In second place, I think I've heard of this fella before, right? He's, he's, um, he's, a, he's a nice Ty- fella. Yeah, Tiger Sullivan from Buin Trailblazers oh. in a time of 34-40. And in third place was Brendan Sheehan of a time of 35-37. Um, in the females, um, first home was Rachel Finn in a time of 42-49. In second place was Kate Murray in 43-01. And in third place was Cara Leahy in 43-53. Yeah, well done. And look, I know, delayed for Tyke again. Again, you know, coming off the marathon only not too long ago. Good to see him actually racing. After Martin, you know, we'll come to that now more in a second, don't worry. Um, also, we have a couple more, so we'll fly through them. Uh, Valencia Half Martin was on as well, so in um, Carzavine, so you had Brian Murphy taking the win in 114.09 with Owen Phelan in a time of 129.41 in second place, and Lewis O'Flynn in a time of 129.53 in third place. And in the ladies, you've uh, Shailen Nolan in a time of 1.31.51 in first place. Neave McDade in a time of 1.41.08 in second. And Jennifer Lynch in 1.42.23 round out the podium. In the 10k, there was Adam Nearney, who was first home in a time of 38.38. And in second place was Donald O'Sullivan in a time of 39.49. And in third place was Joseph Kelly in a time of 41.28. In the women's race, first home was Aoife Carberry of a time of 40.36. In second was Marie Claire Healy in 41.53. And in third place was Emily Grimes of a time of 49.47. Yeah, so well done to everyone down there. <clears throat> and then, really, the big race of the day, which was the Corsi AC 5 Miler. Um, in down just outside beautiful Kinsale, and it was a very competitive race, um, with some strong running. And I went through the results this morning, Andy, to um, you know, to see you. I was hoping to be mentioning your name, as in you know, in the, in the podium positions. And I was going, where is Andy? Where is he? Where is he? No sign of him. Um, well, what happened? <laughs> um, man flu. That's um, what happened. Yeah. Uh, um, nothing to do with the black eye, is it? Is it you know, just... No, the black eye was actually <laughs> <more> induced. 
For those who can't fair. see it, Andy has a lovely black and blue eye at the moment. Um, yeah. And 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 by the way, as well, I should have a gesture at the start as father. By the way, so just before we go through these roads quickly, for those who don't know, Andy was actually a priest last Friday as well. So a big weekend for Andy. Um, see, I, I was sick. Yes. So usually, what I do when I'm sick and I can't run is I become a priest. Yeah. <laughs> it's another feather to your your bow, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. No, um, we go. We we go back to this race. So, uh, you obviously the man flu. So you decide. Yeah, you know I was hoping to do it, and even even up to last night, I was saying I'll do it, I'll do it. And I woke up this morning, and I just felt like crap. And I was saying, do you know what? Like it's it's not worth it. There's no point in going down yeah. and racing and putting your body under more yeah. stress than, you, than needs yeah. be. You know? No, I won't disagree with that. Um, in a what looks I'd say was a very Good race you had, Barry Tuig of St. Finbar's AC, taking the win in his time, a very impressive time of 26.50, um, followed by Sean Davin in a time of 27.26. And in third place was local man Jeremy O'Donovan of St. Finbar's AC in a time of 27.29. So a very close battle between second and third place there as well. Um, strong kind of field, actually, in fairness, at the front of it. So I'd say it was made for some very good racing. Um, we'd like, I'll try to get a bit more. I'd, I'd like look forward to hearing a bit more from some of the lads. Um, I know Fergus was racing. I think he came fourth or fifth in that as well. Um, so it should be very good. Yeah. Yeah. So then the ladies, you had a very impressive run from Hannes Leeds from Leeville in a time of 28.58. An absolutely smashing run from her. Linda O'Connor in a time of 32.38 was in second place. And Susan Foley in a time of 33.08 was in third place overall. So well done to everybody who took part in there and who turned up and who raced and didn't Tough have mentioned. Yeah, I said, look, it was a nasty enough day, windy. So hopefully it wasn't too bad, but you're right down by the, the water. So I'd say it was definitely a bit windy on it. Um, but no, well done to everybody. A lot of racing the weekend, some very impressive runs. So well done to everybody in that. With that, I think we'll just move on to the fixtures, which there isn't many. I'm just going to call out next week's because there is so much going on with this episode. Next Wednesday, you have a, a, what should be a very popular race. And and to me, is the start of the spring slash summer. It's the Cork Business House. Evening races are kicking in. The PWC down in the marina is starting at 7.30 on Wednesday the 12th. So that should be a great race. Then on the weekend, you have on Sunday, Andy, I think, which is, you know, you'll hear actually quite a bit in the interview with the leaders later on, you know, it, this is a race that a lot of people are targeting who are doing Cork. So it's the Great Railway Run, which obviously starts in down by the marina and goes all the way to Carrick Lane. And that's a 9.30 start, 25k, which is 15, I think it's just over 15 and a half miles. So, you know, don't be like me and think it's 15 miles and then realize oh jeez another half a mile to go and um, you have the michael rayner 10 mile race starting at 11 a.m also and then in the imra you have the gugan barra uh, imra race which is a 1 p.m start so that's all for next week any more races that you'd like to keep, keep an eye out just keep an eye on our calendar on the runnersdiary.com and we have all this up to date at the moment so you know check out any races that you want for that so with that andy what we're going to do first is we're going to have and listen to our interview with the leaders and when we come back from that we are going to go through the marathon route 
So, you know, sit back and in fairness to the lads, they're, o- they're open, they're honest. It's going well for some and it's not going well for others. But, you know, as Andy has just said a minute ago, you just need to roll with these, you know, things and accept them and just actually take your punishment a small bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So sit back, enjoy the interview. And myself and Andy will catch you on the other side. Okay, so we're delighted to have our marathon leaders back again. Joanna, Martin, Rory and Rachel back with us. Uh, welcome back, guys. Thanks, lads. How are we getting on? Hi, how are you Good to have you all back again. Hopefully everything is going to plan, but we'll find out more about that over the next 20 odd minutes or so. Um, so I suppose we'll start off where we we, we we spoke to all of you, obviously, in the last episode a couple of weeks back now, and then it was obviously very early days and people were only starting their preparation. Um, so we might walk through with you there, guys, what's happened over the last couple of weeks, how the training is going and so on. And I suppose if you have any questions ourselves, even, you can ask away and if we can help you, we're happy to do so. I think, Brian, we might start with Rachel, as Rachel got about 30 seconds in the last episode between yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. We, we need to give her five minutes there. Like, yeah, there, well, actually, it wasn't really worth it. Maybe 10 or 15 minutes, I say. <laughs> I well, everything has been gone to plan anyway so far, except I did a few road races since January. I've done five trail runs. I'm focusing now on my long runs now and well the last half marathon I did trail run I did have a bit of a fall and so kind of set me back about probably two and a half weeks I hurt my shoulder and arm but everything's good now and um, I'm kind of concentrating more now on long runs and just trying to get in a bit of extra mileage during the week so I might just do one uh, training session which I probably do on my own, maybe like into a few miles. Mm-hmm. Um, I might do three or four mile warm up, and maybe four by a mile with your recovery, and another few miles cool down. So that would be my main kind of training session in the week. Um, I stopped training with my club car in the far for the time being because I'm just trying to get in more mileage. So I just find you can't kind of be fitting in two sessions when you're doing that. Um, this. Friday now I'm hoping to go out and do 20 miles but I did get um, a water holder in Sports Direct there a few weeks ago and I used it last week and I did find it a bit awkward you know I stopped a few times and kind of you should have went to the edge I (laughs) said I know and you know only we knew someone working there yeah I'm trying to plan my route now around kind of Mahan and go down Monks and Rotom and kind of saying, Will I hide my waters? And I just don't know, know what to do, but I want to be able to do 20. And I see, I think I'm up to, I did 10 on Monday. I went down, I kind of did 12 yesterday, and I was a rest day. And I might try to do a few tomorrow, long one then Friday. Yeah. And I might try to do a few miles <clears throat> with my sister on I Saturday. I'm trying to get to maybe 50 or 55 this week, and that'll probably be the most I'll go to. Yeah. Very good. Like yeah. that then, and I ran Cove last week, but I ran with my sister because I did a few miles before, and I said, "Look, we run together, so that I can run at a more comfortable pace." And I was able to go and do ten then Monday. So, yeah, everything is kind of going well now so far. So I just hope now that I keep, you know, the long runs going, and 
there's a few more, one or two more races that I'll be doing before that, and maybe one or two short ones. So, yeah, look, I, yeah. I think you, you brought up a few a few points there that are worth. Uh, we have a dog, we have a dog again. That's Martin talking now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the first time we had a guest appearance by a dog, actually, I think. Um, so, uh, not me or the dog, you told shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but we look, there was a few points you brought up there, and I think some obviously interesting points. I think one is the water, whereby I think a lot of people talk about that, like, should they carry water with them? Or, you know, obviously on the day there's going to be water stations. Some people yeah. still choose to carry the water around with them on the day, that's fine as well. Like, again, as you said, we always did that ourselves as well. Like, we would have planted water en route many a time, or if you have a car, two cars, or something like that, plant part the car somewhere and have water at each car. If there's more than one yeah. person or something like that, but yeah, yeah, very good. How about you, Joanna? Um, things are going just about okay with me. Um, my shin splints are more or less gone now, thank God, and thanks to Damien. I went into him uh, in the edge, and he gave me a piece of information that I wasn't aware of. I thought the um, I always wore the Keanu uh, runners because the the support for you know the pronunciation, but he told me, I thought that by taking out the insert that that was the problem, that was the support. And then I was putting my orthotics in and I had gotten a new pair of pianos and I put in my orthotics and that was the day that my shin splints kicked off. And I think it, Damien was explaining that the support is actually in the sole. It's not on mm. the little insole that you can take out. So I was giving myself too much support, which was throwing my legs off. So taking his advice, I'm gone back to actually my old pianos that have be, have practically nothing left in them at this stage. But with my orthotics, they're they're actually going OK and I'm running OK with them and the shin splints are more or less gone. The my mojo has gone as well, along with them. <laughs> I'm finding it. I've actually found, I think, because I took the break in the resting and then the weather being so crap, I just found myself not wanting to go out running and I'm just trying to get the motivation to go back. I did do the Mallow 10 and I did the Cove 10, which I only came, I was absolutely gobsmacked actually because I came in only about 10 minutes um, more than the Mallow 10 took me because with all the hills and everything, I, I thought they allowed you um, start early. They allowed walkers and that start early and not chip timed. So I went out early at my leisure, walked the hills, ran down. Um, absolutely beautiful run because of the morning. I have to say, the like you were in the countryside for most of us with the birds and the cattle and the slurry smells. and it, it, But it was lovely. <laughs> um, and I felt like I was coming in first because they were all waiting for the actual, the first runner to come in. So the streets were, they were lined with people and they were all clapping me on the way in. And I was half mortified going, I'm not the first person, but I think they knew that anyway, by my gate. But it, it was a, it was a fabulous feeling to actually come yeah. in and have, because um, normally when you're nearly last or, you know, you're at the back of the pack, a lot of people are gone. Um, mm. So that that was a highlight. I still have a smile on my face from coming in and and that down little run down to into the it's finish lovely, of the twelve ten. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I, I must it's, say the one thing with Cove, Joanne, 
the, the thing with Cove as well, to be fair to it, I was down on Sunday watching it and it was one of the few races where I saw the later run and still have a massive support at the finish line for them. It was a, car, a carnival atmosphere down there the whole day in fairness to it and it was actually brilliant. Um, so I think you got the best of it all right though. The crowds were out in force at, at the, the early days for it and it was, it, yeah. was, it was brilliant to see it. Um, but again, but two, two, yeah. two good points raised there by Joanne Doan. Again, Rachel touching as well. Is one is the injury and getting through injuries, I suppose. And two is the um, the mojo side of it. Because I think definitely the weather has mm. tested people. I don't know, Damon, do you want to talk through the injury? Because obviously oh. you gave advice there. Like, Yeah, so like it's 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 a common um thing we see inside is where where people come in and they are, they spend a lot of money in our orthotics so like joanne like and you probably you know we were talking like orthotics can cost anything from 200 euros to 400 euros and people then come in and they're looking for they buy a shoe for it but it's not the right shoe so when you buy an orthotic you want a neutral shoe is what you want because your orthotic is built for your feet by adding an art support onto a shoe into it it throws you out again so you actually will run differently so that's where shin splints will come in that's where injuries come in so that's where and look obviously we do it and a few other places do it there's where i honestly i think you know getting you know uh, coming into a shop and actually talking to somebody makes a massive difference to learn these things because joanne like you know as you said yourself you just didn't know and m many people don't know that but your orthotic is your that's your support. So it's just a neutral runner is all you need after that. But it's good to hear that it is starting to clear up, you know. Um, yeah. And the and mojo it, as well. Like, I think without doubt, the mojo over a marathon period, you are going to have weeks like over 16 weeks or 12 weeks, whatever your training plan is, it's going to dip at some stage. And there will be, and like the weather, as you said, certainly tested a lot of people. So that's understandable too. But I think you just got to hang in there and the good weeks will come back again more than likely, you know. Yeah, that's my plan now is to get out tomorrow and do a few. And I went on and I did another few miles as well after the cove. So I've the half marathon, I've the half distance done. So it's 12 miles now this weekend. And hopefully the the strength training. I It would be something that I'd love you to give advice on, actually, especially for non-seasoned runners, like beginning runners. It's... Um, how to structure like when to do your runs how much time to allow recovery and still do your leg strength workout and give a recovery mm -hmm. after that and then you know and then the long run i find myself wanting to give my legs about two days recovery after my long run and then you have to fit in another run or two before your next long run yeah. and the strength training or two as well and it's just all very hard juggling yeah. it all and I, I shouldn't say my age, but I do know my age comes into it as well. And I suppose I'm being a little bit extra cautious. It's been about five years since I've been running mm. um, and the, yeah, getting the shin splints through me back. But that's the big thing I find myself juggling at the moment, um, like not being as fit as other people running here, but trying to give the recovery, you know, how much recovery yeah. to give. Um, and the love hate with the foam roller is just unreal. Like it's, <laughs> that's what I call it. It's my love hate relationship. Yeah. 
amazing piece of equipment but god i hate it <laughs> yeah it, it is horrible but i will say this much right and this is just going off what i do so my long run at the moment is usually on a saturday right and at the moment i'm taking sunday off i will always try to do uh, sorry i will be starting to try to do a light strength and conditioning session on my rest day 20 minutes of it that's it then i will run like at the moment i'm running about five six days a week so we just say five days a week and on my two days, I will do about 20 to 30 minutes of strength work in that days. Now, if you're running three days, you will take one day probably totally off. You know, so mm. the, these and these strength and condition sessions don't have to be anything too intense. They can just be light work, really. You know, like I've, we will come to it because I actually we, we will have someone in there coming up in the next few weeks who will be going through all strength and conditioning and everything like that. So we will get more detail from the pros and stuff like that in that over the next few weeks. We'll definitely, and look, if I chat to someone who might give you some advice, I'll do that over the next few days as well for it. Um, so look, but I think we, we just, get it sorted. Yeah, but just to add to that, I think as well, like everything you said there, 100%, but I think you've got to listen to your own body too. Like, you know, if you're, you need to be, if you're feeling, if you're not feeling right or if you're not feeling fresh or whatever it is, then going out and running on it, injuries or anything like that is not beneficial you know yeah. sometimes you just yeah. got to call it take i know and i know you want to do the opposite you want to run more regularly you want to build your mileage but often it's a case of staying fresh as best you can you know yeah and that's yeah. that's only like it's there's no easy there's no easy answer there really because it's it's, it's, a, it's a juggling game but i i suppose yeah. i just want to, if there's people listening make them aware that there's that you know there's the two ex, there's the two kind of extremes there's the people that can run six like five day I mean you're running yeah. five days a week <laughs> long runs and then yeah. there's be the likes of me trying to get in maybe two or three if i'm lucky um, yeah, and that's and that's the reason it's like that's the reason why we kind of have this as well it's just so that everybody from you know every level of running gets to go oh there's someone else who's going through the exact same thing that i'm going through you know yeah. i've no doubt joanne there's someone else out there who's the exact same issues as you have or that i have and that Brian has and you know yeah. everyone has so like and it's good that guarantee someone will probably hear this and go oh Jesus yeah and no doubt you might get a message from someone saying of the exact same joining me for a run do that kind of way so yeah that'd be great yeah it. and that's what it's about as well if like we send out people to you know to to get onto any of the, the lads as well or get onto us and we can get onto them and just to meet up for runs and stuff like that because it does make it easier I have the uh, I actually have the answer if you're only running two or three days a week. If you listen to our podcast last week, get a job as a plasterer. Yeah. Fuzzy <laughs> Forrestal is running is what did he say three days a week, but he works as a plaster and I think it's thanks yeah. to him somehow. That's a strength and, and, and he does twenty four yeah. hour races. Yeah. Oh, well. Rory, we'll go to you next because you're back from your adventures <laughs> in New York where our runner's diary top was taken for an adventure on its own. Yeah. Um how is training going for you? Yeah, we went international. I did a race in Central Park last Sunday morning, which was just an incredible experience. And it was only four miles, but I did like six miles just before it myself, just to to see a bit more of the park and stuff. And that was incredible. There was what nine thousand, ten thousand people running in the race, and there was just a, a great buzz and a great atmosphere. And it was good to get a, a run in while I was on a holiday. And a couple of people asked me about the podcast. We might have some American listeners this week, so uh, plugging. I keep on plugging. That's all. Yeah, I do keep the plugging going. But um, training's been going well uh, under the watchful eye of uh, Coach Stevie Rooney. Um, he has me uh, training consistently um, pretty much every week. It's four or five runs a week, long runs Saturday morning, speed session on Tuesday, which I've 
really come to enjoy. Actually, speed sessions weren't something I, I, I had really done before. And now Steve's got me doing them every Tuesday. And that's uh, made a big difference to my long runs then because I find that then running slower on a Saturday is a lot easier after mm-hmm. you do your long run on a Tuesday or your, your speed sessions. Um, so I found that's been massively beneficial for long runs. Um, my fitness level has gone way up. I feel like I'm a lot thinner now than I was when I was a week out from the marathon for Dublin last time, which I unfortunately didn't get to do. Heart rate is down on uh, a lot of runs um, on most of my runs uh, compared to the same runs that I was doing for marathon training last year, which which has been great to see. Um, and the mileage has been going up consistently, I suppose, like for last week. No, I was on holidays, um, but the, the mileage has been up, going up solidly and consistently. I haven't gotten sick of training yet, which I thought I might do when you're dragging yourself out to run five days a week. It can. You still have nine weeks to go, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe me, I know that. That sounds like a lot, but it's not. It's not, like, like, not going to creep up on us. Um, and it's all been going well, except, um, like Joanne, a little bit of shin splints starting to creep in. Um, went for a long run, um, not last Saturday, gone the Saturday before, did 16 miles from Glanmire out towards um, Black Rock and back. And just the day after, my shins were in absolute ribbons. Um, that week as well, my runs, um, my shins were killing me as well. And after I did that race on Sunday, um, it was a struggle to walk, um, so the shin splints were absolutely killing me. I've narrowed it down to I think I need new shoes, and these shoes have about 500k in them, if not more. Um, so I think just the bounce has gone out, and I think they've gone dead. So I think a new pair of shoes will, will help with that. And I've got a physio book, a physio session booked in this as well, just to, to check up and everything as well, just to make sure everything's in alignment and everything's where it should be because it's been fairly intense the training over the last while. But um, I have to say, I'm enjoying it. It's 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 been great seeing like you notice your own fitness levels going up. Um, I've lost quite a bit of weight from all the training I've been doing, and that, and that's helped me to run a bit easier. It's taken a bit of pressure off my knees and stuff. Um, so yeah, I have to say it's going well now. Fingers crossed, I'm not going to jinx it by uh, by talking about it. Yeah, but everything seems to be going okay. And just once I keep an eye on these shin splints, I'll be uh, be all right. Yeah, and on that note, I I look as you do know, um, a massive thank you to Sakoni. Um, they have sponsored the lads a pair of shoes for the marathon for the big day. So they will be getting them this week. So hopefully that will put all the shin spins to rest and, mm. you know, get everybody out. And Joanne, that might be the mojo kicking back off with a fresh new pair of shoes to get That's you out the door, you know. So, you know, they're in fairness, they've been very good. Um, and it's a big help, obviously, to you on, on, on the road to the marathons. Uh, Martin. Yep. Mr. Um, blog, Mr. Blog. <laughs> <laughs> how 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 uh, how's it been going? Are brilliant. Yeah, they've, they've been getting a great reaction, and you know, we in fairness, we I've I've enjoyed thinking of some of the names. Some of them are not as good as the others, like, but you know, you know, it's enjoyable. It's a joy there on Monday thinking, right, what would I call this one now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the headlines are very good in fairness. Yeah, no, look, look, the blog, the blog is good. Is good. I'm enjoying doing it. Um, you know, if any, anyone who knows me don't knows, I don't take myself too seriously. So, um. It's fun. It's keeping me accountable, and um, hopefully, some hopefully everyone's enjoying it as well. So, um, training-wise, though, um, things are going well. Like I'm, it's kind of my fourth week in a row, kind of the last couple of weeks, um, getting in around the forty miles. So I'm kind of delighted with that. I've kind of had long runs of like 16, 17, 18 miles the last couple of weeks, and all going well this Sunday. It'll be up around twenty, um, kind of around five days a week at the moment. Um, and I'm trying to get in the kind of two strength and conditioning sessions with um, with Patrick and the run buddy app there, but kind of let that slip the last 
week or two. So I'll try and get that back, back, get back on that this week again. Um, trying to get in a bit more recovery work if I can. Um, so trying to just balance all that and try and get the time in for all of it. Um, I've done a few races. I've done Mallow and I've done Cove last week, kind of on a whim. Um, but the kind of buzz that you get from the races is, is great. Like as you, people spoke about there earlier, the, the finish in Cove. And I think the finish in Mallow as well, in fairness, that kind of downhill finish when you're coming into a kind of a tunnel of people. Like it's, um, the buzz you get from it is amazing. Like, and like Joanne was saying, I had kind of a couple of weeks there where I was struggling as well, just the motivation. The weather didn't help. Um, but it's just a matter of, for me, it was just a matter of kind of getting out the door and just doing five minutes and seeing how I was after that. Um, and once I, did my few minutes, I kind of stayed out for whatever, four or five miles after that. But um, I suppose the next couple of weeks now, I'm bringing in that bit of speed work and there's a little bit of fear in that for me because I suppose the last time I trained, I would kind of got, would have got a little bit injured doing a bit of speed work. So there's a little fear behind that, but um, we, we'll, we'll keep it going and we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes anyway. The one thing I would say with speed work, and I know Martin, you've mentioned it, Rory, you've mentioned it as well. Um, with speed work, it's not, people must remember, it's not all about all out speed. It's, you know, and that's how injuries happen. You go out and you try to push it beyond where you need to be going. Like you're, for your first few, it needs to just go out and it needs to feel comfortably uneasy. And then maybe, yeah, you can pick it. But the most injuries I've seen with people get have been the last rep of it when they think they're ready and they go helter skelter and they do something silly, you know? Um, so just people bear in mind with speed sessions, it's not all out speed. It's just a kind of a pick up on the pace of what you're used to and stuff like that. And that's where Rory for you, like with, you know, with having Steven and stuff like that, that's where a good coach mm, will come in and go, you know, this is, this is the speeds you should be doing. Do not go beyond that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's just those, those speed sessions, I suppose that are kind of, the things that are a little bit of bit of fearful of so um but um we'll keep going with them um the ducks are keeping me happy down the duck pond so look <laughs> yeah, that's all i can ask for really like you know that's it uh, martin did you see you have a coach or are you no no not, not working, at the moment you're working, no, off your own plan, working yeah. on my yeah. own yeah yeah cool did, um, sorry, gonna... did you did you say there was a nap or something you were following for your strength and conditioning martin yeah yeah, um, Patrick the... Carroll. He he was Patrick Carroll. He he run, he's a physio in Ballincollig, and he 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 was on this podcast here one of the early episodes. What the lads? Um, mm. Yeah, he was involved with us. Yeah, we've shared a lot of his stuff, Joanne, over the day, over the weeks. And I, and, and actually, I, I joined him today. I actually joined up with him today. Um, so I started actually with with him earlier on today. So I'm going to go with him for the next month. So uh, I can send you the link, Joanne. Um, just yeah, have a look at it and um, I can yeah. even send you his number he'd be happy to have a chat with you and stuff like that that's who was going to have a chat with you for you anyway so yeah. um, he's um, in fairness he's a lovely fella he came off he just back from Paris Marathon um, yesterday as well so you know he's he, he knows his stuff to be fair to him so it, it is a great app and I, I did start it for myself today so I'm going to be interested to see how that goes for me for the next month. So I just told him, look, I don't want to be running a sub six, a sub a sub four minute mile anytime soon. So I just going to take it a bit easy with it. <laughs> yeah, but for you, for you and for others, though, like it's he even on just following on Instagram or Facebook, he puts a lot of stuff up there that is helpful as well. I'd say mm -hmm. even if you're not joined him, you get you learn a bit anyway by following him, you know, and exactly. he puts up, puts up a lot of exercises and 
He made his debut marathon last Sunday. He did it yeah, two, two, two four, four, three, something as a debut four, marathon. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. so that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, um, he's very nice. Just, just to go back to Rory there with a question, because I, I know when we did a Dublin Marathon special and we had people on and we asked about coaches and things like that. So do you find the coach makes you accountable? Yep, massively. Um, like a lot of the times I won't even have a run post on Strava. And st- I just barely pressed send and Stevie's text me going, that was great, well done, or that was too fast, slow down. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, That's made a huge difference. It, uh, and you're right, like he'll send me a plan on a Sunday night. You've got to do this, 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 this and this. And like, I don't want to be wasting his time. So I'm mm. going to go off and do this, 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 and this. Um, mostly so Stevie won't give out to me, but also it helps me massively. Um, and that's made a massive, massive difference. And knowing what type of run and when to run has been massively beneficial as well. Um, like I went off plan a couple of weeks ago. I did a speed session on a Thursday night um, and then did another run Friday. That was in the plan. And then Saturday, I had nothing in my legs for my long run. It was an absolute struggle to get around. And that was because... Stevie told me I hadn't left enough time for my legs to recover from the speed session. And that's why the long run was then a struggle. So I'm not going to make that mistake again. And that's where having a coach like that is, it, it makes a huge help for me anyway, because I don't know what I'm doing. Basically, so I'm trusting that Stevie does and he'll tell me what to do and he'll see me right. Mm. Uh, Rachel, yourself, you said you obviously you're not training with Carrie Navarre at the moment. Yeah. You're obviously yeah. still, still with them, but you're just not... Is it, are you just doing your own, are you doing speed sessions though on your own or are you sending your sister and stuff like that, is it? Um, well, I, like, if I do my long run, now my sister might come out for the first few miles with me. So I'd be going, do you know, at a comfortable pace and then I might push it on a bit then when I leave her. Now, I only start to kind of, like, um, like I would do, yes, I know to do interval miles and it is hard when you're on your own, but... I'd actually prefer to kind of get out early in the morning, get it over and done with and things like that, you know? Mm. So, like, I'm aiming to do my long one, obviously, Friday this week. So I said, if i done that now, Tuesday morning, I will be recovered because I do find you need a day or two easy before you do your long run. Otherwise, I think you're going out doing your long run and it's happened to me and I felt you're struggling and you're, looking at your watch all the time and you're like saying, oh, I just can't do this. So that's why I'm going to do it on Friday because I probably would do it maybe on a Saturday or Sunday, but I'm going out Saturday night, so Sunday I won't <laughs> do it any time. <laughs> <laughs> like these, these, these are important things as well. Yeah, and <laughs> then Monday then, because we want to do another half marathon, a trail run, and there's one coming up on the 29th of April in Limerick. So my poor sister here, who barely ran a 5K in January, um, has done two 10-milers in the last two weeks. And I'm going to bring her up maybe Monday, and we might do 11 miles on Monday. And we kind of go around, like, you know, mad along the line, knowing stuff. And I'll be able to bring water, and the gels are definitely important with me and stuff. So, like, I go out, and I might then take Tuesdays, rest day, and then... um. Wednesday, then I might do the interval miles again. See, I'm kind of focusing out on kind of longer stuff because when I'm with the club, we would kind of do things like maybe it might be eight by two minutes fast and you'd have 90 second recovery or it could be six by three minutes. And I said, longer stuff would probably benefit me more with the marathon. And I find that I'd be able to run 
a lot more miles in between the weeks. Right, this is mm. my, my first week now where I might have the most, you know. And I always write down my running logs from a few years back. So when I was doing Dublin in 2015, I was able to look back and to see what I was doing then. Like, I know now I'm not as fit as I was then or as fast, but I'm kind of looking at what I used to do then and kind of just checking kind of like, you know, like things from that as well. Yeah. Just so I think you were saying you're at 20 miles this weekend. Where is everybody else at in kind of their mileage? Rory, where are you at? Uh, plan is to do 18 this Saturday morning. Um, I haven't run now since I've come back from holiday, so I'll try and get out to do some miles tomorrow and some miles on Friday. But the plan is to do 18. It'll be very, very easy. Again, leaving yeah. kind of from Grandin's Glenmire, heading out, out towards Back Rock and back. So, fingers crossed, I'll get that done. Should be able to. I'll just take it handy enough, you know. Um, and will you do it on your own, or will you be running in a group? Or uh, It depends on who's around, basically. We'll just send a text into our WhatsApp group, see who's around. And look, if it's on my own, I don't mind running on my own. Sometimes I prefer it as well. Just kind of clear your head and just run and put one foot in front of the other and get into that zone that you get into after six or seven miles where it all yeah. kind of just falls into place. And that sometimes doesn't happen when people are yapping in your ear all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. So if like someone's running me, that's great. If yeah. someone's not running me, that's fine as well, you know. Yeah, Martin, where are you about? Yeah, so I suppose last week I did kind of with Cove, um, it was kind of a 19 mile with, with the Cove 10 in it. So this Sunday I'll be going out with Siobhan Holland and a few of the gang from Eagle on Sunday morning uh, early and we're hoping to do 22. So um, mm-hmm. hopefully that'll be going to go okay. Cool, cool. And Joanne, where are you? Um, I'm way behind all of you, but in the plan that I'm following anyway, I'm down to just, I did the half last weekend, so I'm down to 12 now this weekend, and then it'll be kind of 14, 16, 18, back down to 14, and then 20, and then the three-week taper uh, up to the marathon. And I think, again, like for those listening, there is no one plan that fits all there's no one size that fits all some some people don't go up high mileage at all at all and achieve amazing things and other people do massive mileage and don't achieve so you know it doesn't really it's all relative again to the individual person i suppose and what you can work with you know um so yeah that's interesting to hear and what's the plan for you now for between now and you know we say effectively nine weeks now um is there races you plan for yourself or is it just to get the mileage in? Me, is it? Yeah, Joanne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I would love. Um, I've I have um, Limerick Half done or I've booked, so I do whatever extra miles need to be done along with that. I'll hopefully, get down there early, do the few miles, and then do the half. And um, I'd love to do the the Great Railway Run. Um, I know that's about 15 miles, um, but they have a cutoff of three yeah. hours. So if I can start early, because I do the 10 miles in about two hours. So to do the 15, I'd say I'll be going over. Obviously, as the distance goes on, I slow down another bit. Um, I would be pushing it to be in within their time frame of the three hours. So if I can start earlier on my own and get in before they close up, <laughs> before yeah. they close up shop. I would do that because it's handy having, you know, just people along the route yeah, and there's so. water stations and you don't have to worry about a camelback. Oh, yeah. It gets you in the race situation as well. It does get you in the race, you know, yeah. the mindset yeah. for it, you know. And there's people yeah, along indeed, the way but... and, and it's it's a lot more hmm. interesting, even though like a lot of it, I'd be running on my own anyway. That's, that's part of being at the back of the pack. You're on your own. But 
there's always you know you can see people around and they're stewards and they're yeah. encouraging you and mm-hmm. it does help and it makes you feel part of the community it makes you feel like a runner <laughs> you know yeah um, but the one thing i'd say about the cork to carrigan line race as well though it's it mirrors kind of cork in a way where it's nice and kind of flat for the first and then the hill comes at a time same as cork where the hills come at a tricky time yeah. in the course you know, where Cork to Carrigan is the same, you get a hill at a tricky time of it, so it gives you that kind of right, this is what it's going to feel like in a marathon day. So I think the Cork to Carrigan race is a must for anybody who's doing Cork this year to get uh, a good training run in it and you can make it, you know, 20 miles with a warm up and cool down. And it, it's, a, it's a really good race for it. Mm-hmm. It is. Rory, what's your plan for the next few weeks? Um, well I've got Cork to Carrigan coming up as well I did that last year and it's a, as you were mentioning it's just a fascinating race because like the first 11 miles completely flat it's just a lovely 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 run mm. and then you get to the, <laughs> the passage you look at that hill going up the back of the golf club and you're like oh dear oh dear and then you get to the top of the hill and you think right it's going to be oh, all dear. downhill to Carrigan and it's not all downhill to Carrigan because it waves up and down and up and down and you think it's never going to end it's a brilliant challenge and I'm really looking forward to that race um, uh, on Sunday week and as you say a few miles before a few miles after you get up to 20 miles for, for the long run for the for the weekend so that would be fantastic haven't actually got much races done I haven't done many races this year actually I did the, the, the Cork Road Race Championships a few weeks back up in um, Castle Lions um <laughs> Which is good. Wayne, Wayne. Yeah, I've got Wayne booked. I can't wait to do Wayne. It's my favorite 5k race uh, of the calendar. Wayne is fantastic. It's a PB course. It's brilliant. It's just all downhill. It's it's a genuinely lads. I'm not actually making this up, not just doing it for the sake of it, but like it's brilliant. It's just you start at the top of the hill, you run all the way to the bottom of the hill. What more do you want? And uh, I think <laughs> the only other race I've got booked is <laughs> I know, yeah. You must you must have skipped the middle section. That's <laughs> kind of that's kind of downhill. And then um the only other thing I've got booked is the Ross Carberry Surf Turf and Tower, that half marathon, which is, uh, again, it's great crack. Um, but that's coming at a kind of a tricky time in training. So that'll have to be like a 20, 22 mile kind of uh, week. So we'll be doing more miles before and after. And that's a tough, tough, tough race as well. Mm-hmm. Across, like, yeah, you know, across the beaches. It's just so draining. There's plenty right. of hills in it. And you're running across trails and stuff. And beach. when you get to the finish line, the beach as well, the beach is a nightmare. And there's two beaches on it as well. But yeah, looking forward to that. But they're the only kind of race like I planned at the moment. But yeah, just, I suppose, a great railroad one. And of course, the fantastic Wing as well, I suppose, the main ones coming up. <laughs> All right, you've said um, enough now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Rachel, yourself, what's coming up for you? Um, well, I think next, I think in the car to car line. No, I haven't registered, but I want to do it because I know it'd be a good training run. But I just think running that uh, route all the time, I'm just kind of like sick of looking at it now at the moment. But then I think after that, then the 29th, the half marathon trail run, which I'll probably be wearing maybe shin guards and stuff like this time definitely and stuff on my elbows when i do it but i say the weather should be a lot better anyway so there won't be much slipping and then maybe the um, bhaa there's a six mile on the Pfizer's one i know that's i know so the first or second week in may and then i know the john buckley 5k is on but you're nearly talking two weeks out from Cork, mm. so it might be all right to do it because I wouldn't do it now it was the week before, but I just kind of want to see where I'm at between a 5k, do you know, what I'm doing yeah. for times on that. And I might, I don't know, but I know the Cork to Cork line and definitely the half on the 29th 
they'll be two and I think the six mile in Pfizer because you can do a few miles before. Now I'm not really good for doing cool down miles. I'd prefer to get all my miles in before it because I think once you've done the race or whatever, I just kind of want to, uh, I'm just not in the mood really. <laughs> so um, yeah, so hopefully and maybe just get in another, like I don't know when I go to 22 depending but I might do that for two weeks now. I might get it in between something because, you know, you'd want to kind of be doing it on a week you're not doing a race or... Yeah, you only want 22. Yeah, definitely. Mart, so, yourself? Yeah. yeah, so it's um, like everyone else, I'll be doing the, the Great Railway Run as well. Um, probably make it into a long run and probably do, try and do the race close to as close to marathon pace as I can. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll try out a few kind of gels and stuff like that during the race as well just to try to see see how that goes um and we have the fastest 5k in ireland in booing as well that i'll be going to uh after that as well so i have never run it before so i'm i'm really looking forward to it and if i don't get a pb i'll be on the brain straight away it's okay we'll we'll fix it for you yeah uh, no, look, uh, in fairness, he gave out to me, Jake, I interviewed Jake the other day after Cove race and he gave out that Jake didn't mention Buin as well. So he's really trying to get all the, the, the you know, the top runners there now at the moment, I think. Jake, are we getting 14.22, let me add? Yeah. 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 So, Martin, that's, what you, that's, that's the goal. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Brian, what date is Buin on? May the 7th. All right. You're, you're all welcome. Sure <laughs> and, and don't yeah. forget Martin our own race as well the the, the photo yes. Um, yes of course the cheetah run of course the cheetah run yeah. as well so we won't forget Absolutely. that either another great race Absolutely. as well unique yeah. race welcome back everybody thanks to um, our leaders for all their um, their feedback and information at the moment um, you know it's coming into the nitty gritty at the moment or is it now, Andy, you should know, is it nine weeks, is it? Or is it eight weeks, nine or eight weeks? No idea. Oh, Jesus, Andy, <laughs> Christ, he's off. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just go off what I get weekly. You, on you my should know <laughs> this off by heart. It should be on the full countdown. Um, so do you know that, what? It's something I actually don't do. Don't yeah, do? it's something I oh, don't do. I have a countdown yeah. on my phone. Usually if I'm doing a race in Martin or something like that, to be the full countdown the hours, the seconds, the everything, the days, you know, oh, <laughs> I might obsess, maybe that's the problem, maybe I obsess a little bit too much with it. Um, so, Andy, what I think we're going to do is we, we, we'll go through uh, the course from our point of view and from what you we, we kind of remember ourselves, you know, from doing it last year and just see what we kind of learned from it and where we would, what, what we would change in our strategy and stuff like that. I remember, you know, it doesn't matter what paces you're running these races at, you know, you can, if you learn something, one thing from this conversation, you know, that's brilliant. Um, it is it is a good course. I, I swore I'd never do it because I always thought it was a really tough course, but it's actually not as bad as I thought when I was doing it. So, Andy, I'll let you start off with the first five miles of your recollection of the route. Now remember as well, sorry, before we kick into it, the marathon is starting at 8.15 a.m. this year. It was always at 8.30, so it's 8.15 now to come into 10K. We'll go through the 10K in another week or two as well for people to go through the route with that. Um, myself and Brian or might actually plan to try to go down and run the route and have the GoPro with us and we can talk through it then after that. So we'll come to that in another week. But today we're just going to concentrate on the marathon. Um, so Andy, 
first five miles. Yeah. How are they? Uh, the first five miles, very important actually in the marathon, not to get too carried away. So, yeah, you just start in Patrick Street. Mm. And, like, for me, the big thing is just fellas in front, you know, you're going up Patrick Street, you turn on to South Mall. Um, know your pace is a big thing, like, because you could easily get caught up in a group and two or three miles in, and you're thinking, oh, I'm after going up too hard here already. Um, so, like, this, the start is actually quite nice. It's flat up Patrick Street, down South Mall. You come along the Keys then. Um, over Christian Bridge, yeah, and then you head out to Blackpool. You that's Which is a slight drag, obviously. It's a slight drag, no, it's so you have a slight yeah. drag up to it. Um, yeah. obviously, this it's it's only minor, but again, I, I come back to something you, you said there when you started it. I think the first two to three miles are vital, as you said, you can go five or ten seconds slower than your planned yeah. pace if you need to, and that, and do not be worried if that happens because. You are going to make it up um, elsewhere. So pacing is vital. So just take yeah. your time into it. It's just like not getting caught up in groups mm. um, and just trust your own training and just trust your own pace. Yeah. Um, as you said, there's a slight drag going out to Blackpool, but you're not going to feel it. The legs are fresh. Um, you in your own Blackpool then. And it's changed, I think, by TNAs there you come out, you have to kind of go back around the island. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have little, yeah, they have a little section added on because of the new tunnel which we come to later on and stuff like that. Yeah. And again, coming back into town then again there's another little it's a, a slight pull. I wouldn't like it's a drag. But you know, you're kind of just getting into your stride there, your adrenaline is pumping, you're not gonna really feel it. Um and you come back onto the keys and it's it's actually nice there when you come back in because there's a lot of people from mm. you know, they were there for the half hour whatever they'd, they'd be there supporting you so that's the first kind of real like that you get real support i think anyway um and then you go out along with the train station and i think the first five miles are out to nearly silver springs i'd say is it the first five miles are out to pretty much the silver springs yeah so you have to kind of yeah. watch was the first relay stop just by silver springs yeah yeah to five miles so like, you're pretty much flash. You've got little bridge not, again, yeah. and that's nothing. You know, these are all tiny little things. So um, the important thing, and, you know, John Quigley, and go back to John Quigley's post from last year, is to try where possible, and there's no, there's no technical racing line, but try to, if you can do a little bit of homework beforehand to get the racing line, stay as close to the footpaths on the left as you possibly can, you know, that way. So... He did do a uh, kind of a little post last last year, which was quite good because I was one of the good boys, so I didn't mind it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it is good to try to race the racing line because the marathon is obviously long enough. So about five miles, you get to the Silver Springs. And again, you've been pretty much flat. And from five miles to six, you are dead flat the whole way. So you're heading towards the tunnel. You do again, and this is only a minor, you just slight drag into towards the tunnel, but you come down the little slope, the slip road off into it, and there is a new lane going to be opened up. So they've had to cut a fraction off the course. You take it right, obviously, and then you've fast into the tunnel. But do not overdo it because you're yeah, going to your first one real downhill, isn't it? Yeah, first downhill. Yeah. But the problem is what goes down must come back up. Yeah. And when you get through the tunnel, 
you have to kind of you can hear the footsteps you can hear the kind of everyone's really breathing and the, you know the noise inside there and it's brilliant it's, it's an opportunity you don't obviously get that often to get to run through that so running through it and then you get to mile seven which will just be on the other side of the tunnel but you have a nice drag up there so again come back off the pace do not worry about it it's you know it's okay just come back off it and go again once you get to the top of it the thing that caught me last year andy was i i forgot how far from the as you as you leave the tunnel it is still to go to the slip road slip road the man yeah i literally thought it was just there but it's yeah. you know it's a nice distance away it's it's you're still a nice bit to go off it so come out of the tunnel you're slightly you know your legs are still fresh go get back onto your rhythm again of your pace of your pace plan and you're obviously going to take a slight right off the which would be the down ramp from Mahan, but you're going up it um, again just a little snappy little hill and you take the right and head out towards past Mahan point this is a lovely little section i think it's a nice little tiny little downhill into it you know it's a fast little section this is where you're going to make up the couple of seconds that you would have lost earlier through you know coming up the tunnel and stuff like that so <clears throat> never worry about losing these few seconds here and there so come down off that and you just go straight out past the dog um set the dog center on the left hand side and keep on going and then you hang a right this is where it gets a little bit more complicated and this is places i actually even even to this day i i forget i think isn't it you could do take a right then you take a right into a housing estate yeah through the housing estate and you come out then at man point again and you take a left and you pass the soccer pitches and the rugby pitches but pretty much flat like let's be honest here with the cork marathon it's not till later on in the stages where you have the really dangerous hills is what you would call it um so you come on to out past man you then you head towards blackrock castle sorry is where you're going after that and i let you take it from blackrock castle then and again as i said it's been nice and flat important thing is that sorry before you go into it is make sure you're taking your drinks make sure you're taking your your gels and things like this along the course as well um this part here for me is a lonely little section is what we're going into um yep. and i let you go through Definitely, that yeah that's, that's what i found the hardest part of this last year Um, this next five miles are probably completely flat except for the footbridge yeah. Um, but what i found i like from the tunnel just till nearly for, for a longer I'll, I'll talk about that later but like i ran on my own so i ran this whole thing section on my own Um. Like ideally, if I had someone running with me, like an Olympian or a sub two thirty marathon runner or something mm. like that, mm. you know, we all have that luxury on the day. Do you know, no, but you see, you know, when you when you know you're going to win the over thirty five um, <laughs> Cork Marathon Championship, you know, they, they all want to run with you, and these these are things you always have to do. <laughs> but um, no, that's that's the one thing I found. It was it was you know. You're left on your own, but it depends what time you're running. If you're running with a pacer, you're not going to be on your own. Mm. Um, it depends where you are in the race. Um, me personally, I just fell on in between two groups at this point. So, but it's it's actually a lovely section. It's flat, and you're running along by the waterfront, which a lot of people that are probably listening do their long runs at the weekend around Black Rock Loop and stuff. And um, you come up to the footbridge then. 
to bring it back onto the, the railway line, which is, as most people know, it's a nice little drag up and over, but it's short, yeah. you know. Um, and then you're onto the, the railway line, which is obviously resurfaced. It's beautiful, beautiful yeah. running. Yes, yeah. yeah. And it's nice because even if, if the weather is bad, if it's windy or if it's too hot or whatever, you're kind of sheltered in there under mm-hmm. the trees. So um, I found that nice. Um, and there was a few people lined along the way support yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, top of the bridges, it was lovely, you know, you, people yeah, shouting on top of the bridges, and it's, it's class. You know, yeah. We actually, as, as we were running through that stage, we had a nice little group. There was a few of us there, I think there was about four or five of us, if not more of us, in the group together, and it was perfect. And, like, you know, we were, everyone was kind of working a little bit together. And But yeah. obviously that get the crowd then going, when they see a nice group going ahead. But, you know... Um, it is and last year that had just hasn't actually hadn't even opened at that stage, so it was a novelty factor for all of us to running it. Yeah. yeah, and it was a novelty factor for us to run through it. But as you said, it is a very fast route. It's you know it is a bit sheltered, which is ideal for it as well. Yeah, um, and you come out at the end of that then out by Parky Cueve, and then down. I always get these mixed up. So the Centre Park Road or Monaghan Road. Yeah, um, it, I, I'm the same as you. I'm never great with it. <laughs> yeah, but, but don't pass the Marina Market anyway. Correct. That's that's, that's what we go yeah. with, and and the pink coffee shop, as I like to call it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so like you're going down there now. People must remember, okay, for myself and when we myself and Andy done this last year, I broke the marathon down to five sections. Same, yeah. we had the five relays that we could break them down to that section. So. I knew when we were coming down the Centre Park Road, Manning Road, um, <laughs> that that one that there was a relay section down there. You it, you get yourself ready for this anticipation of this loud noises, and you can hear it. You can hear a building as you're running towards it. Now I know for some people they might experience the half this year with that, but for a lot of people they're not going to. And I do look. I still think that that is something. Hopefully they'll figure something out with, um, because I think you need to get that support for the marathon. There's a nice big water station just outside Lee Rowing Club as well, which I think is very important there. Like if loads of people there, that gives you a little kick, get your water into you. You know, before you come down, you've the nice little fast, short down. It's, to me, it feels like going down Everest when I'm running it sometimes, that little one just out yeah. turn the left down. And then you're bang out into town. And once you hit by the sextant and places like that, the buzz around there is brilliant. Um, you, yeah, you'd you know, be hoping that there's there's people there again this year because yeah. I, for me personally, that's I think the marathon really starts from that point on. Yeah, from the exactly. And um, yeah. so if you yeah. could get a lift from people there, even if there was like, because it is a it's a nice spot for people to view as mm. well. Because oh, it is, and you can get a couple of sections there. You know, you can nip yeah. across and you can get into you know the finish line quick enough for people and things like that as well. And uh, for me so, last year, I remember like. The kids and, and Sarah being there and it gives you that big lift for it so you know you come out you obviously pass you take a left then to go towards Elysian so nice and flat again but pretty much from here on in really is where you're you're going to start doing a little bit of work so yeah. you're heading out uh, the main road past Elysian is on your right and you're going to be kind of climbing a little bit out this way stick to the left hand side you know, me, I don't think they were saying you actually technically come off and veer to the right and stuff like that. But just, you know, look again at the plan. Um, 
come up and you're going to take the Douglas exit. I know this Douglas exit is a is is a short, snappy little climb. So I cannot express enough. Slow this down. Just knock it back a few, and get up onto it because once you come out of this dub of off the Douglas Douglas exit and take the left, you have a lovely fast downhill run and you can turn across. Correct. Yeah. So just come yeah. off it. Just give yourself that few seconds, and you can make up your time again coming back down it. Um, you're going to head down into Turner's Cross, isn't it? But yeah, and then you're going to hang yep. a left, Jess, and you're going to pass Cork City on your right hand side. And you're going to head towards, literally, you're going to head out, take a right at Musgrave Park, and you're going to head out um, to know, for me, this is the official start of Cork Marathon. Yeah. This yep. is where it gets interesting and a little bit more difficult mm. past Musgrave Park where you tripped Mark Smith last year in a training run um, <laughs> past that you're going to pass the GA pitch on your right hand side you hang a right just past that you're going to go up past the, I think the Manhattan bar which was on your left hand side yep and then you're going to take a right again, which again is a nice, you know, it's it's a little uphill, but it's nothing major. Yeah. But you're going to get your first official big hill, which mm. is you're running up towards Ballyfehan Community Centre. And this is kind of a, a, a nasty little climb because you don't have what you've had in every uphill before. You've had a downhill lady straight after it. You yeah, don't it have that. Time. Yeah, you don't have that here. So you have the uphill, straightens out a little bit, past the community centre on your left, take a left, but you're still, it's still, this, it's it's flat. Take a right, take a left. And I'm sorry, no, we put a picture of this up before so people can figure this out as well. Um, then you come down and you have a little bit of a downhill here down into um, kind of, is, is it kind of the Ballyfehan area then after that? Yeah. Um, so I'll leave you carry on from this area. Yeah, you're coming down. The biggest thing for me in this section is the turns. Yeah. Um, that's what I found not challenging, but it can if it can it can kind of hamper your stride and stuff like that. So you're coming down. Um, what's the name of that pub you're passing there? I the harp. No, it's not the harp. Is it? The harp. No. Yeah, you pass the harp, and you're turning right, and you're heading no past the lock. Then another great spot for support. Great spot. The lock. Um. Again, it's it's easy for people from the south side to get out to, or, you know, just probably parking around. So that's a nice spot as well. Do you know, like, you'd be glad of support, basically, yeah. on the marathon. Because there's going to yeah. be a lot of sections where it's going to be quiet. So when mm-hmm. you get the support in, another big word of advice, when you do get support, don't get carried away with it. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people, and I'm, I put my hand up for that, people will be shouting at you and you'll just take off. Mm. You know, the adrenaline will kick in and then you look at your watch and you're thinking, oh God, I'm going to have to go too fast here. And and so, on that note, a very important one, Andy, is if you see someone holding up a sign saying, you know, this is a superpower and you do not press that button four times, all right? It does not work. <laughs> right? Just press it once. That's all you need to do. You know, don't go back and press it again. It's not going to work, Les. Yeah, it's now kicking in here for some reason, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why this is not working for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's... It, it's it's challenging from here. There's a few yeah. nice. Um, so you come up, you pass the lock. Um, 
you're going straight on to you come on to College Road, don't you? At the top of the college. Yeah, it's College Road. This is nowhere it gets you go to. You take a left. Take a left, then a you right. take a right. Yeah, yeah. then you take a little right, then a little left. Yeah. It's kind of gets a little complicated down here, and it's this is one that's very hard to kind of describe actually to anybody. But you are you are a little bit downhill in this section of it. Like yeah, yeah. Um. So this is kind of not too bad. And then you come right out onto by the city hall or the, con the county hall, kind of on that road by. Yeah. And then, is, then you're. This is the, but for me, this is the, I think once you get this section out of the way, you're home and hose. Yeah. In oh, yeah. Correct. So you're coming right. up by, up by the back of Leeville, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're taking a lift and you're coming up by the rendezvous bear, which is a nice pull. It's, it's. I think it's more where the, the the time of the marathon more than actually. Yeah, but it's and it's, it, is, it is a nice climb at the back of the, the county hall of the literally county hall on your right hand side. That is a nice climb yeah. to that anyway. And you, you're you climbing through a while there. Yeah, yeah, and then you get to the top of it and you think, oh yeah, I'm done, I'm done. The next second you take a left, and the rendezvous section is not actually massively, but it's this little drag, 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 and then yeah. bang. But remember, and when you turn the corner, you yeah. turn the corner. You're pretty much from mile 22. You are kind of like 21, 22. You are pretty much near enough to dead flat. Yeah. Um, so come out, you head down towards MTU, which is a lovely yeah. little section. Once you get outside that, you come down MTU. Out that was again. a lovely section before, with the again with the relay. Correct. You're coming, I think you have the hills out of your way. You're coming, you have a downhill section. Um, I actually met Dave Green there last year and he uh, helped me home and it was actually a funny story because we met another lad Ben Collin I think his name is mm. he's running up and up you know but like obviously at that time of the race you're knackered like and this this lad came along and he had a backpack on his back and he says I'll run in with you lads I was thinking to myself what do you mean like Dave was with me like at this time I know we were running probably five fifties to six minute miles and this fellow had a backpack on his back and he run in the straight road with us as if like he was running 10 minute miles yeah oh and he's like you're doing great yeah and it was just hilarious i mean lovely fella like but, uh, he just made it look so easy but um you know i was glad of him um because you come across um in Chicago lane then mm -hmm. and onto the straight road and the straight road lovely and flat but it's just mind-numbing yeah the city this the county hall just never seems to get any closer to you for no. some reason. No. Um, if, if any word of advice is don't look at the county hall because. It, yeah, look left. Like, to be honest with you, look yeah. left. Just look yeah. at it. And, and you do have people stopped along there. And what I actually tried to do when I couldn't, because as people know, I stopped about five times from this point. You know, mm -hmm. look at the cars. There's going to be cars stopped alongside you. Look yeah. into the cars and just. See, you'll have kids waving at you. You'll have adults looking at going, what an idiot, what a dope. You know, looking at, oh, well done, you know. Just a lot of them won't be happy because they're stopping traffic. Yeah, <laughs> distract yourself. Just do not yeah. look straight ahead. Keep on just going. And, you know, it's, you get loads, loads of people again by the Kinsley. Lovely, obviously flat. Again, mm -hmm. you'll be, and I mean, this is the slightest. And I, we're, we're like, I, well, this is not even slight little pull over the little bridge, back down. You take the left um, by the church and then you take a right onto the Mardike walkway. And 
again, dead straight. But this is a yeah. longer section than what you think it is. This, again, is one of these ones that you think it's over in no time, but it's nearly a mile. It is deceivingly long from the start of the Mardike walkway to literally that um, over skateboard into park. the skateboard park. I just could, again, it was one of these ones, oh, geez, this seems to be going on forever. Take yeah. the left into skateboard park. This is a lovely little route again. Soak it in. You again, it's very quiet. You're just going along. You weave your way through that dead flat, and you come out again to fans. And this is again the section that I think is very important. So you've about a mile left to go. This is the time now where you're. If you've anything left, you were going to start going. Or in my case, it was just to keep on walking, and kind of walk as much as I can because I didn't want Dandy to catch me to, to pit me for first place. Um, <laughs> So, Did you never mention that? Never mention that. Never. <laughs> won't, be, won't be the last time, Andy. <laughs> yeah. So you come out, you take a right um, at by the Gate Cinema. You just head over that bridge. You can't remember the bridge. Just over the bridge. Northgate okay, Bridge. Yeah, Northgate okay, Bridge. And then you're straight onto North Main Street. And mm. here is where it can get a little bit tricky for some people because you have a few cobbles you have a few um speed bumps, yeah, speed yeah. bumps and things like that so these this is an area where if you feel like you've cramped coming on don't push it because yeah, these next... little sections can i know they're only tiny little speed bump but when you're trying to move a different muscle all of a sudden when you're going up this little speed bump to come back down the speed bump or cobbles twisting you this way and that way you know just get through these and you'll be okay. Great, great sport along here. Lovely, loads of people along the way sitting down. You know, in the in that the cafe, the cafe place. What's the the lovely cafe that fry up place anyway? They'd be sitting outside there. They'd be cheering you. And then you take a left at Washington Street, and here is where you can drop the hammer if you have anything left. Oh yeah, <laughs> just go. But I, yeah. I had nothing left, so I wasn't going. But you come on. You've the crowds. You've the you know. It's all closed off. Pass Finn's Corner, which I was still call it Finn's Corner. Yeah. Left Dawn Square, and then home and host. Pretty much home and host. Um, bar four, four and a half miles. This is as flat as a course as you're going to get in, in a marathon. My my view on the, like people say, Cork Marathon is a very tough course. The only problem with Cork Martin is where the hills are actually situated. Correct. Yeah. Um, they're not like the actual overall ele- elevation is less than Dublin. Yeah. Because I've had this argument with someone one day and I says, no, Dublin is more elevation. It's just the location of the hills. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just about don't get carried away. Yeah. You know, don't burn yourself out too early. Don't, and that's the most important thing. Don't burn yourself out too early because, they, as you said, they come at the wrong time. You need to keep, if you keep something in that for the last, from mile 22 to 26.2, you are going to be cruising. And I mean it. My problem was I set the, what I wanted was six minute miling. We went down to 550s. No, it was okay. But it caught up me too. It caught up me at mile 23, I think is where it caught up to me. Where I think if, look, I look back and if I said, if I even went to 555s, I think I would have probably been, might have been five, I can't remember now. Um, you know, if I knocked it back five seconds, I would have been perfect. Mm. I think I would have been finished it very strong, where I ended up walking five times and getting shouted yeah. at and pretty much crying at the Kingsley because people were giving up to me. 
you know, and that's what happened. Yeah. So, you know, and then the only thing that made me ha- anyway happy was obviously the fact that I finished ahead of you, Andy, and that was vitally <laughs> important to me. <laughs> Uh, but you, people, you know it's people, actually funny you're on about your pacing because like we had talked about what your plan was and what my plan was and I remember going out and I, I, I was about six minute mile pace and I think to myself he's gone like, you know, and I was thinking to myself that's not what he's planning on doing you know yeah, yeah. and I, I paid for that and I did and I paid for yeah. it and it was something that I I kind of said to myself I need to watch obviously more I got away with it in ever so slightly. I still came away with the PB. I still came yeah. out, you know, everything like that. I got away with it. But I think the temperature played to my advantage then because it was nice and cool. The rain kept you a bit cooler and stuff like that. I think if it was anyway warmer, I would have been goosed, totally goosed. So the temperature as well and the, the weather would play a massive part on how this course, how you run this course as well. And I think narrative event, we will talk about that. You know, heat is obviously massive in Cork, especially straight road, you know, places like this, it will break you. Rain yeah. is not a bad thing. No, I actually enjoy rain. Not a bad thing at all. Wind, wind, is, wind and heat are my two. Um, yeah, yeah. Wind rain, dry, you know, good conditions, yeah. perfect, I think. I think last year was actually perfect. It was, yeah. For me personally. Some people may mm. not have agreed with that, but for me personally, it was perfect. Um, but look, I think that's a kind of a breakthrough through, through, through the course. I hope people learned a bit in that. And if you had to go back and do anything differently to the route last year, besides try to beat me maybe a bit earlier, um, what would you do? Um, to be honest, like my aim last year was to to break. <laughs> you like you laugh now. My aim last year was to break two forty five. My chip time last year was 2.39.59. <laughs> because I remember coming over the line and I was thinking, oh, did I get it or didn't I get it? Because the clock was like 2.45 or 2 or something. So, like, I, I don't think there's... For me, Martins, like, what was that? That was my ninth Martin. You're learning every Martin you run. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're never going to run the perfect Martin or the perfect race unless you're Dave Buckley, but that's for a different episode. <laughs> like, the, you're going to have to, you're going to experience sections of the race where you think you're done for. You're going to experience, and you're going to experience parts of the race where you're, you feel so great that you think, oh, I'm going to push on mm-hmm. here. But you can't. You have to just trust your pace, trust your training. Um, and if it does get tough, like for me last year, Obviously, you're going to, like, for Dublin last year, for argument's sake, I thought I was done for after 13 miles. And it's just like a way, like, you just have to fight through. You, it might be two miles, it might be a mile, mm. but you just have to work through it. And again, trust your training. It's like hitting the wall. As they say, this wall, especially for people who are first-time marathon runners are, it's, you will come out the other side. And when you come out the other side, you're stronger. So just don't panic, basically. Yeah. And that's... That's the biggest advice I could give. If when you when you feel like you're under savage pressure, just stick with it. Yeah. Trust trust your training. I also think, and I think something we did only once. I think, and I think if I had my time back, I'd do it more. Is run the route. Um, a bit oh, more. we I ran the second half with you, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. So for people who, if you want to run the route in Cork, you can't run the full 
root of a secret with the tunnel and stuff like that. There is ways you could snip it down, but we say for the second half of it, if you come past the Elysian, you obviously can't go up the dual carriageway. So what you do is you'll head out towards um Jesus, what's the Murth not the Murth, what's the hospital? Jeepers, good God almighty. This now I should have thought of, I should have written this down. <laughs> so you head towards St. John's College. And oh you take, yeah. You take a right towards up towards the bus station. Um, mm. you know, where they store the buses at night, up that way. And if you do that route, that will take you to Turner's Cross. So you're you're getting an uphill there, which will give you the effects oh, of getting the way. uphill. Yes, exactly. Thank you. So you will get the hills, the same kind of hill effect that you would get going the actual marathon route. And then you can run the route literally from there. And I know we've done that once and I just I wish we'd done it a bit more because I think it prepares you a bit more, especially for the, the tougher miles in it and do your yeah. few miles before. So you do these the second half of the marathon course effectively when on tired legs as well. Now, what I will recommend is do not do it with Andy because he will try I to take I knew this was coming. <laughs> okay. Poor Mark Smith was destroyed, <laughs> cut up, everything, tried to take him out. And then didn't Andy the following week try to take me out down by the, the down by Lee Rowing Club as well. So <laughs> Dangerous man, especially a few weeks before a marathon when he's trying to beat you. So stay away <laughs> from him, all right? But run the route a bit if you can. First half if you can as well. It's great to get it in. You know, a few of it. Head out towards Blackpool, come back out and then head towards Capwell. And you can do a nice in sections of that. But I, that's something I, if I was to go back, I would do it, especially because it's our home marathon. We can do it. It's on our doorstep. Yeah. Why not yeah. do it? Um, and do it in if you can do some of it in marathon pace miles as well to get you used to that. Um, so that's the one thing I would probably change on it. And um, that and also obviously the pacing ever so slightly, just knock it back. And the three first three miles is the ones I would have taken back that five or ten seconds very easily and been quite happy with it. But I think at the time you've a time in your head. You know, you keep on saying to yourself, I have to run this pace, I have to run this pace, I have to run this pace. And as much yeah. as your other people saying you don't have to, you're still saying, I have to, I have to, I have to. So listen to me and listen to Andy when we say you don't have to. You yeah. can run five or ten seconds slower for the first mile or two or three. And it's going to make pretty much no difference in the long run because you are going to finish the last three miles a hell of a lot stronger. And I will say... Finishing a marathon strong is one of the great. I rarely do it now. I'll admit, I'm usually on my last legs, but the, the ones that you do finish strong is the greatest. Especially for, especially if you're doing your first, as I said, or yeah. like you don't want to be falling over the line. No. You want to enjoy the experience and you want to finish yeah. strong and come down past the street with your head held high, running strong. Exactly. There's no better And on that note, I think we'll finish strong. Yep. by telling you to go away <laughs> <laughs> um andy it is a pleasure to have you on as co-host um yeah. again, congratulations on you know the being a being a priest over the weekend <laughs> can um, i just clarify that i was <laughs> i wasn't officially a priest I done my sister's ceremony for her wedding Friday. I'm not technically a priest. <laughs> yeah. So myself and Andy had first confession on Friday morning as well for the run. So yeah. you know, in fairness, I, I I felt very I felt, you know, everything off my shoulder, weight off my shoulders a whole lot after that run. It was great. 
but no, you felt tensed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks very much for filling in for Brian. No problem. It, it's it's great. We'll we'll have you back on no doubt. Um, enjoy your training. Best of luck for the next few weeks with whatever it is you. as you said you're having yourself. But we'll have you on beforehand again to to chat with you. And um, we'll see you during the week. Yeah, no hassle. Thanks again. Good night, everyone. Enjoy. Take care. Stay funny.